Welcome to the Victory Bible Podcast. We're so glad you've tuned in today. This is a ministry of the Victory Bible Baptist Church in Tobaccoville, North Carolina. Our physical address is 6910 Martin Ferry Road, Tobaccoville, North Carolina, 27050. We love to have you at any or all of our services. I hope you have a great day today, and I hope this this uh, podcast is a blessing to you. And uh, may the Lord bless you today. What Jesus done for us, Amen. That's what all, that's what Christmas is all about. Amen. I know y'all know that. But it bears repeating anyway. Christmas becomes so commercialized and so uh, so much so much uh, hype about a lot of stuff other than Jesus. I'm telling you, Jesus is it. It's all about Jesus, from beginning to end. Amen. It's all about Jesus Christ. Amen. His death on the cross and what he did for us. Amen. I'm going to have to fight this little microphone here. Amen. I don't know what I did to it. There it is. Amen. Lord help us. It's Garth Brooks' microphone about to mess me up. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Brother Mike, I think I've done something this thing or something, brother. It's trying to fall off my ear. Lord help us. Amen. If it falls off my ear in the middle of this message, I'm not putting it back on. It's going to drive me crazy, amen, the whole time trying to preach, amen. So it falls off, it's just off, amen. Anyhow, y'all, y'all pray for me. Pray, pray it don't fall off, amen. But Hebrews chapter number Hebrews chapter number 12, and I'll try to preach to you for a little while, give what the Lord has for us. And uh, I, lo- I love what we're getting ready to read. I love Hebrews chapter number 12. And, uh, man, it's, it's a great, great place to read in your Bible. And I love I love this chapter, and uh, we're trying. Like I said, when we started going in the book of Hebrews, I don't know that we'll spend our, I don't know that we'll look at every chapter, and we've not, and we're not. We're probably not going to tonight. We're just going to look at Hebrews chapter number twelve, and just been trying to give you some highlights about all of it. But Hebrews chapter twelve, and uh, verse number one, I, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed what we've looked at in the book of Hebrews. I hope you have. Hope you've enjoyed what we've looked at in the book of Hebrews. Hope it's been a blessing to you also. And uh, we was going to be, uh, I, I just felt like the Lord had us go to Hebrews 12. We've looked at Hebrews 10. We've looked at like chapter 1 through chapter 4. And uh, tonight the Lord just led me to be here right where we're at in uh, Hebrews chapter 12. And I want to try to be an encouragement to us, amen, as Christians. Amen, try to be a help to us. Amen. Brother Mike, I'm going to have to take that thing off, brother. If you can give me that black one, I'll shove it in here, brother, if you want me to. Or I'll just use a pulpit. Don't matter either way. I'll use a pulpit or either one. Either one don't matter. If y'all want to bring me one, I'll put it on. Yes. But Hebrews chapter number 12. And I'm sorry, this thing's going to drive me crazy though. Amen. Give me to use a pulpit. Okay, I'll use a pulpit. Amen. All right. Again, Hebrews chapter number 12. Hebrews chapter number 12. And uh, verse number 1. Hebrews 12 verse number 1. <clears throat> said, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. And then it says, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such, endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. You have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin, and you have 
forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, for fa uh, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. And then look down there in verse number 10, for they verily for a few days chasteneth us, chastened us after their own pleasure, but he for our profit, that we might be partakers of his holiness. Then verse 12, wherefore lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. Lord help us, this, this begins with a race in verse number one. And it gives you four different things that really works in my life and four things that works in your life to help us in the race. So if Lord help me, I want to give you this thought for a little while. I'm going to preach on this, refreshments in the race. Yeah. Refreshments in the race. I don't know about you, but I want to be refreshed. Because I'll be honest with you tonight, boy, you, you, can, you can continue to try to live for God, try to honor God, do your very best, and you can get very discouraged trying to do your best. And I promise you, you can. Everybody in this building can become discouraged and uh, depressed and, I mean, just just uh, aggravated with life sometimes. But I'm telling you, uh, refresh, there's some refreshments in chapter number 12 of Hebrews that I believe be a help to us tonight. Amen. Uh, but Lord help us again. The Bible said in verse 1, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness last last night, every way, and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. And I want to give you some refreshments in the race. Father, <coughs> I want to thank you for being good to us. I want to thank you for grace. I want to thank you for mercy. I want to thank you for every blessing. Uh, God, I've tried my best to preach it Sunday night. And, uh, and Lord, I'm just thankful, God, that every, every good gift, every perfect gift, Coming down from above. God, everything good about my life, everything good about anybody's life here tonight came because of God. Everything, Lord, every breath I take comes because of God. Every, every blessing I have is because of God. My salvation is because of God. Every good gift, every perfect gift coming down from above. God, Lord, thank you for being good to all of us, God. And we don't deserve it, never have, but thank you for being good to us and loving us. I pray you'd help me as I preach, fill me with the Holy Ghost and power and unction, and that I might be a blessing to all your people tonight. Father, I pray in Jesus' name, amen. amen. My desire this evening, really, is just try to encourage you, really. Because uh, I believe a devil can take this time of year and take this time of busyness and discourage the people of God. I guarantee you that. Amen. Uh, anybody else agree? I believe it can discourage you. I believe the devil can discourage you. Flesh can discourage you. The world can discourage you. And I promise you it can. Everybody in here is, nobody in here is exempt from being discouraged. Nobody is. I wish all of us were at, on a plane above all that we could just absolutely uh, have no discouragement and, I mean, truck on for the glory of God and and never... Get discouraged about anything. Uh, but if you'll be honest tonight, these times you're discouraged, these times you feel like quitting, these times you feel like stopping all of it, these times you feel like throwing in the towel. Uh, but I like what one man said about that when you talk about throwing in the towel. Uh, the Bible, uh, not the Bible, but when you watch when you watch a fight going on in the ring, do you know who has, who has the towel? Uh, not the fighter. It's the coach of the fighter. I ain't even got my towel. The coach has got my towel. Amen. Uh, listen, the Lord's got my towel. Amen. I, I can't throw my towel in. He, it belongs to him. Amen. 
And boy, I tell you tonight, I, I don't want to quit, do you? And I don't want to, I don't want that discourage, not, discouragement knock me out of the race at any point in time. I don't feel tonight that I'm discouraged, but I, I do want to help us tonight because we're all going to face it anyway. Yeah. Hebrews 12, verse 1, the Bible said, wherefore, <clears throat> it's, talking, it's taking you back to what you just got done reading in chapter number 11. That when he said, wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. He said, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. And I thought about as I read that. I want to give you this. I'll just give you this in passing and I'll give you the actual, just give you more of what's in the message. But uh, first of all, it said this, lay aside, lay aside every weight. That there's some things that need to be beside us. That's the weights. We need to get them off of us. Yeah. Bible says, and the sin which does so easily beset us. Again, set that to the beside of us. And let us run with patience. The race that is set before us. It needs to be something uh, of us going forward. Amen. Yeah. Uh, they, 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 we need to go forward. We need to set some things aside and we need to go forward. Amen. Yeah. Hey, but listen to this. I wrote down this. Refreshments in the race. First of all, I want to I want to mention the race itself. Uh, we find out in verse number one in this race, there's some things that you ought to remove in the race. So let us lay aside every weight. Uh, do you know this? That if people go swimming, when they go when they are actually swimming in competition, they shave all the hair off their head. My hair is getting shorter. I might have to do that myself. But, I, but I'm telling you, I, I, my kids picking me talk about a little sandbox in the back of my head. Amen. I got one deal. Amen. So I might have to go that way myself. Amen. And just pretend like I'm a swimmer. But anyway, uh, man, if you go racing, you know why they do that? So everything's out of the way. Nothing is in the way of them racing. Uh, boy, I remember playing basketball, and some of y'all probably remember this, but when you play, uh, when I played basketball, I don't know if y'all remember or not, but them weights had wrap around your legs and you Velcroed them. Uh, man, I played basketball with them on uh, so I could try to get, so when I got them off, I felt like I was fast and quick, and I felt like I could jump like Michael Jordan. I couldn't, but I felt like I could, amen. You get the weights off of you, you feel like you can jump, I mean, a million miles high, amen. You feel like you can jump way up in the air, uh, but really... I can't jump, so I, I, I couldn't do it. I thought I could. Uh, so I also had to say this. You get the weights off, you feel lighter. But listen, not only that, but when, the, when people run, they don't, they, don't, they, don't carry, they don't carry everything on them. They don't carry a backpack. They don't carry a fanny pack. They don't carry stuff on They don't carry stuff all on them. They don't put a bunch of stuff in their pockets. Everything is a weight to them, and there needs to be nothing in their way of running in that race. And boy, I tell you, same thing for me and you tonight. We don't need to have nothing hindering our race for God. If you got something in your life and I got something in my life that hinders me in my, in my run for the Lord, not in my walk, but my run, my race for the Lord, then I need to get rid of it. Not only that, but listen to this. He goes on to tell us something in this verse that I believe is a true statement because it's in the Word of God, first of all, but I, I believe it to be true because... I've known it in men and women and children. It's the truth. Bible said, and the sin, which does so easily beset us. Can I tell you this tonight? I believe every individual in this room has got a besetting sin. Everybody does. 
You said, Brother John, I don't struggle with any sin. I'm telling you, you're not telling the truth. You know that. Amen. I know y'all, ain't nobody going to say that tonight. We all struggle with something. And there is that sin, you know what it is, that is very easily gets you out of the Word of God, gets you out of prayer, gets you out of doing what you know is right. Amen. There is the sin that easily besets you, puts you out of the race. If, if, it, if you said, Brother John, well, it didn't knock me out but a moment, but yeah, but it knocked you out. Amen. Said, Brother John, it knocked me out in about two or three hours. It might have, it might be only two or three hours that you locked, that you got out of the race, but hey, it still knocked you out of the race. Yeah. Listen, I'm telling you, we all got a besetting sin tonight. Everybody does. And and I, and again, I want to be encouraging. And I know this part right here. You might be saying, "Brother John, where is the encouragement?" Well, hang on a minute, and I'll get to it. Amen. Here's what your Bible said. It said, "Let us run with patience." And boy, if you read if you read about runners, they have to have a pace. They if they run wide open at the very beginning, they'll give out a lot of times, and they'll not run worth anything for the rest of the race, and they'll be the last one to pack. And boy, how many of us can say we've seen some people that have, man, they got saved and they got on fire for God at the very beginning. Man, they was on fire. They was at every service, man. They was, they, they was amen in the word of God being preached. I mean, they were at an altar every time, every time the altar, talk, altar call was given. They was going out knocking on doors. They was telling every, they'd set the world on fire and then they ain't even here no more. You know Why? Because they didn't get in a good pace and just keep going for the glory of God. Hey, listen. Hey, the walk with God is not a, is not a sprint. It ain't a sprint. It's a marathon. Amen. Hey, the walk with God is not just a momentary, quick, fast running. It is a marathon run for the rest of my life. Amen. And your life. Amen. Ain't nothing wrong getting on fire, but that fire ought to keep stirring and keep going and want to find a good pace to just keep following and living for God. Amen. Amen. Not only that, but then this about the race, and, and we'll get right, in, right into some encouraging things about this race. It's, the Bible said, the race that is set before us. Can I tell you this tonight as I think about the race? Here's what I think about the race tonight. You've got a different race than I do. And I've got a different race than you do. Now, listen, the Bible lets me and you know that you're supposed to run the race that's set before you. Mm-hmm. You've got a race to run. Yeah. And listen, it doesn't matter what I think about your race. Listen, it doesn't matter what anybody... Listen, when a runner's running, he's not concerned with what anybody else is saying about how he's running or how he's doing it. He's just running his race and running his course and hey, running the line that he's supposed to be in. I tell you what, just keep on running, child of God. Keep on running. Keep on running. Keep on doing what God wants you to do. Hey, stay in your lane and do your thing. Amen. Hey, listen, that might sound uh, redneckish or whatever you want to call it tonight. Hey, but that's the best way I know how to say it, Brother Clay. Stay in your lane and do your thing. Amen. Live for God. Amen. Amen. Doesn't matter what anybody else has to say about it. Just stay in your lane and do your thing. Just live for God. Honor Him. Amen. Listen to this. Not, that's, that's, I'll just give you that about the race for a second. But I want to give you the refreshments in the race. What, what would, what, what's, what's almost like a, somebody pulling up net when, they, when they run them races and they got them waters and they run by and they grab water and they keep on running? Uh, what, what, what would refresh us like that water would a runner? 
I thought about, first of all, the compassing. Compassing would refresh us like the water would refresh a runner. Bible said, wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Boy, I think about Christmas time. And hey, listen, the fact is that a lot of people have had a lot of loved ones to go on. Hey, listen, in Hebrews 11, he's telling you about the saints of God that have gone on before us, that have had great faith and followed God and honored God. He's letting you know that they're sitting around. They're standing around all, all the, the banner, banner of heaven all around the racetrack hollering at me and you saying, go on. Hey, don't quit. Don't stop now. Go on for the glory of God. Amen. You say, who's doing that? Let me give you the first couple I believe are. The Bible says, Hebrews 11, verse 4, by faith, Abel. That's one of them. Verse 5, by faith, Enoch. Verse number 7, by faith, Noah. Verse number 8, by faith, Abraham. Verse number 11, through faith, also Sarah. And then he said, verse 20, by faith, Isaac. Verse 21, by faith, Jacob. And then verse 22, by faith, Joseph. Verse 23, by faith, Moses. Uh, verse 31, uh, by faith, the harlot Rahab. Hey, listen, they're all, it's, what he's telling you is this, it's compassed about means to be circled. That's just like a race, I remember a racetrack at Forbes High School. It was a big oval where you'd sit there and they would run laps round and round. And on both sides of that track was bleachers. Miss Tammy, I remember going to see Miss Hannah graduate. And on both sides of that football field, they had bleachers where people would sit there and watch them. And it's almost like God saying that Moses and Noah and Joseph and Jacob. And, and listen, can I add some more? Hey, some of your family that's passed away. And some of my family that's passed away. Hey, my papa told me right before he died. He said, John, I won't tell you something. He said, listen to me. He said, the fact is, live your life for what matters. He said, live your life for God. Amen. Honor him. Amen. You know what Papa's are screaming from the banners of glory? He's saying, go on. Go on. Amen. I ain't the only one that's got people that's already in glory, but y'all do too. And they're hollering and screaming, saying, go on, go on, go on, amen, yeah. for what matters. I'm telling you, when a child of God gets to heaven, all of a sudden their view of everything changes. Yeah. And that, that child of God is screaming to their family, I believe, hallelujah, go on. Don't quit now, go on, amen. But, and you say, Brother John, is that, does it touch our family's heart when we live for the Lord? I, I got to reading about a guy that him and his dad had trained and trained and trained to run in a race. He, that, his dad trained with him to try to train him to run it. He, he broke it. He messed up his ankle in the first run, and he, he had to wait two years to get back in it and do it again. And when he got back in to do it again, said he, he was going down there, and he, he was just about to win, and his leg got a uh, got a terrible pro had a had a problem. He turned it the wrong way and hurt his ACL or whatever it was, and 
his dad went over and grabbed him up by his arm. And I, I watched the video of it. Man, that, that dad was pushing away the guy. The guy kept telling him, you can't do this. You're breaking rules. He said, that's my boy. He's going to finish this race. That boy had sat down and was ready to quit. But his daddy picked him up and he hauled him to the finish line. Amen. You say, does it touch our family's heart when we run? Yes, it does. And your family can't physically be here. But they're screaming from the glory world. Go on. Go on. Go on. Amen. God help us to go on. God help us just to go on. The compassion. Compassion is just as good as somebody handing me a bottle of water and me getting to drink it. That's, that's the same thing. Just as refreshing as a bottle of water is, it's refreshing to know that I got people in the Old Testament screaming, hollering, say, go on, John, go on, John, go on, Victory Bible Baptist Church, uh, go on, Miss Tammy, go on, Miss Amanda, go on, Brother Daniel, go on, everybody in this building that's saved by the good grace of God, go on, go on, go! We've got all the people of God circled around that track saying, go on, go on. And if you could hear it tonight, it'd probably help us even more than now. But listen, just because you can't hear it don't mean it ain't going on. Amen. Listen to this, not only compassion, but considering. I tell you, it'd be a refreshment tonight to consider something. Verse number two said, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God for consider him. I tell you what he'd do tonight. Not only look at the compassion around about us to get refreshment and keep on living for God. Hey, listen, we've, we've tried our best to finish out 2022 living for God. Let's begin 2023 doing the same thing we was doing this year. Let's do the same thing all over again. Let's be faithful to God all over again. Hey, let's keep running for God, living for God, honoring God. It's worth it. It's worth it. Considering. I wrote down this, the completion, the completion. Consider completion. Look at Bible said, verse 2, look at unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. I was reading about a man from, I think it was Africa, had come here to run a race, and he did not win. But that day that he raced, he was the most known racer of that day. No, they, they hardly, and if you look at encyclopedia, I thought this was a lie, but I looked it up. And I can't remember his name to save my life, but I was curious just if he really was an encyclopedia like they said. Can I tell you, the person who won is barely spoken of, and then it jumps down to the person I'm talking about, and he's given like a whole paragraph speaking about him. What he did was he had got hurt early in the race, but he would not quit. He hobbled all the way to the very end, and I think it was almost five to six hours after the race was over, he hobbled to the very end in the darkness, and the lights had been turned on, and many people had gone, but there were some that stayed because they said, we've got to see this man who would not quit and who raced, and when he crossed that finish line, hey, somebody said this. They said, sir, what made you race? What made you run? Knowing that you were in the back and you were the last one to cross, what made you run? He said, my country... They did not send me thousands of miles to start a race. They sent me thousands of miles to finish a race. Amen. I'll tell you, that's what we need tonight. I'm not worried about how I got started. I want to finish right. I want to land on the glory world knowing I gave it all. Amen. 
Amen. Let's complete. Let's finish. Let's finish our race. The Bible said he's the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. I wrote down this, not only see our completion, but see his compassion. I'll tell you what's good to consider tonight. He's wonderful. And the fact that he loved me makes me want to run harder. Makes me want to do more. Makes me want to be a better man. Makes me want to glorify God. Makes me want to read my Bible. Makes me want to pray. It makes me want to go to church. It makes me want to do what I know is right. Because I love him, amen. He loved me enough to die for me. Here's what your Bible said. He said, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Hey, listen, and look at him. Look at him that finished the race. But look at him that loved you so much that he endured the shame and the agony of the cross. And he died in our place. Amen. And he's sitting on the throne of God waiting for the father to say, go get my children. <laughs> Amen. Verse 3 said, For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. You say, what, 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 is, what is the Bible saying? The Bible saying this, that when you go to thinking about quitting, think about the fact that our Savior finished his race. And if he finished his race for me and for you, we ought to finish our race for him. He said, if you're getting ready to quit and you're getting ready to throw in the towel, think about the Savior who had compassion on wicked sinners and loved them and saved them. And Give us in the race. Amen. Amen. Boy, I like these verses. Verse number five. Not only that, but chastening. Not only compassion, considering, but chastening. I don't think anybody likes chastening. Amen. I've never got a whooping from my mama when I was a kid and said, Praise God, give me another one. Never. And I got three whoopings. Every time I got whooped at school, I'd get whooped at school. I'd go home and get whooped by my mama. And my daddy wasn't in my life at that point, so I got whooped by my papa because he thought mama couldn't whoop me hard enough. Amen. So every time I got whooped at school, I got whooped two more times I got home. Amen. Hey, listen, I tell you, chastening makes a difference. Though. You say chastening is a terrible, awful thing. Listen, it ain't never... Listen, you say, Brother John, I had to warp somebody. When I've been warped in... I've been warped bad. I mean, I've been warped. I mean, I'm really warped. I mean, it warped me to the point that I, I thought jail was a bad place to go to. It warped me to the point that even though I'd done drugs, I thought it was pretty stupid when I did it. Amen. I mean, I was warped pretty good. And then when I got saved, I figured out, yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, and no, sir, and no, ma'am was a good thing to say. Amen. I thought being respectable was right. Amen. Hey, listen, I tell you, I'm warping. Didn't warp me too bad. It warped me in the right direction. Amen. It bent me the right direction, not the wrong direction. Amen. If you'll be honest, I guarantee if you've been whooped, it done the same thing for you. Here's what your Bible said in verse number five, and ye have ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him for whom the Lord loveth. He chasteneth. Can I tell you, when you stop in the race and you're ready to throw in the towel, there is sometimes that you get involved in sin or you might mess up or you get you get bitter or you get angry and, and God might have to chasten you a little bit and he might have to whoop you a little bit spiritually hey, to get you back in line. But you say, Brother John, that's not kind. God ain't being kind. Hey, well, listen to what that Bible said in verse 6. 
6, he said, For whom the Lord loveth, whom the Lord loveth, whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. Amen. He don't want people he don't love. He don't want people he don't love. Amen. He don't want you to ruin your life. He don't want you to mess up your life. He don't want you to mess up your home. He don't want you to mess up your marriage. He don't want you to mess up your individual life. He don't want you to mess up. And he loves you too much to let you do it. Mm. Well, I've heard people all my life say, Brother John, say, God is just absolutely mean. He won't let me party. It's not that he won't let me. He just put a new desire in me that I don't want to no more. And if I do, he will give me a whooping. You want to know why? Because he loves me too much to let me ruin my life. Amen. He loves me too much to let me ruin my life. By the way, he loves you too much to let you ruin your life. Amen. Ain't you glad of that? Ain't you glad God's got some rumble strips? You go to getting off track, you can hit the rumble strip and say, ooh, better get back online, amen. Better get back in the right place, amen. I'm telling you, I'm glad God's got some rumble strips in my life. I'm glad God's chasing me and straightened me up and got me back on the right track. You know why he did? Because he loved me. Because he loved me. Listen, you say, you say, Brother John, I don't see that. Can I give you this? If a child keeps running out in the middle of the road... And that mama don't do nothing. Don't ever spank that young and don't ever say that's a wrong son. You quit that mess, you're going to die. That mama don't ever say nothing. She sits right there and watches that boy keep going in that road and cars keep going by and they barely keep missing him. And then finally she keeps sitting there and that boy ends up dying. You think that mama loved that baby? Ain't no way in the world that mama loved that baby. Hey, listen, there's some mamas that say, well, I got to let them do whatever they want to do. I got to let them live how they want to live. Then you don't love that baby. You don't care about that baby. Hey, I'm telling you, if a mama cares about a baby, she'll say no. Amen. Amen. And God cares about his babies. God cares about his children. And he's going to say no. And when you do it, he's going to chastise. He's going to bother you. And if he don't chastise, you don't belong to him. Amen. Listen to this. Chastening is when God goes to whooping you on the inside. You say, what's that feel like? When you go to doing something wrong and you feel like dirt. I remember before I got saved, I could cuss just fine with no bother. Couldn't you? I mean, it bothered me because I was, I was happy. I mean, I, I could say it and leave and, and not even think about you again. I mean, I mean that's just the honest truth. But Miss Tammy, after I got saved, all of a sudden, there was something on the inside. If I let a word come out of my mouth, wasn't right. I felt like a pile of dirt. I felt like just trash. I felt like I'd crawl under the altar to get right. I felt terrible when I messed up. Amen. Didn't you? Don't you? We all do. Amen. You may, it may not be cussing no more, but you still do stuff that the Lord, that the Lord just chastises you on the side of your heart. In the side of, inside of your heart, he convicts you, bothers you. That happened before you got saved. Listen to what the Bible says in verse number 7. If you endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? I mean, what, what, son, what son is a... How can a boy even be a son of a day that never says nothing to him? Which I know our day and time, we got a lot of fathers that are not in the picture. God help us. Man. You know that goes to show me... It was meant to be that fathers were the picture 
of the Lord himself chastening his children. And so when fathers don't show up in the home to take care of their children, they ruin the picture of God Almighty in the home. Amen. Amen. I didn't see that to this very moment, but that's truth. Amen. I see it. I see it. I said, Bible said, he dealeth with you as with sons. You say, Brother John, I, I've been chastised. When I do something wrong, I feel like dirt. I'm, and, and listen, you can't be honest with you. You ought to be rejoicing when that happens. You ought to be rejoicing. Say, why? Because God has got you to where you can't just ruin your life. Uh, you're listening to him and he's speaking to you and he's chastising you. It ought to thrill you to know that you're his child. That don't happen to lost people. He does not chastise those he does not love and those he does not have his children. He loves you. That's why he chastises you. He loves you. That's why you're his child. Amen. Or you're his child. That's why he chastises you. He don't chastise those who are in his children. It'd be really weird for me to walk around Walmart and just go to picking up youngins and getting on to all of them. Hey, that's wrong, boy. Don't do that. They ain't my youngin. I can't do that. I got three youngins I'm responsible for. I ain't going to say it once while I ain't, I ain't thought about, you know, just giving them a good stern talking to Hey, boy, stop that, boy. I never forgot this. I'm going to tell you right now. Let me time out for this a minute. My mama going through, going through the flea market in Hillsville. I never forgot this. I've never forgot this. I didn't even do this. We was going through Hillsville flea market. And this, this little girl, Miss Gail, is walking beside of her mama. And Brother Johnny, she reaches up there and says, shut up. Smacks her mom right in the face. What? My mama. My mama grabbed me by my arm and she said, Boy, if you ever do that, boy, you better, oh, you better hit me hard. I'll kill you when I get up, son. <laughs> mama, I didn't even do it. I didn't even do it. Boy, I'm telling you, you better not ever do it. I'm telling you, boy, you better not ever do nothing like that. I said, Mom, I, 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 I wasn't even thinking about doing it. I mean, I ain't dumb enough to do that. Amen. I'm dumb enough to do a lot of stuff. Amen. I'm dumb enough to get in drugs, but I wasn't dumb enough to smack my mama. Amen. Amen. I mean, praise God, I might have been in the hospital for six months. Amen. I like being outside the hospital. Amen. She wouldn't have put me in no hospital, but she'd have, she'd have sure let me know that wasn't right. Amen. God help us. Yeah, I'd rather went to the hospital. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Listen, love. Family, and I'm gonna give you this profit. So, what's chastening, chastening doing in my life? It can give you profit if you let it. It give, it'll profit your life if you allow it to. Look at verse number ten. For this, ver- they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure, but he for our profit, that we might be partakers of his holiness. He said, boy, when he chased, when, and listen, there are, there are parents that really, I, I heard a parent not long ago say, boy, I, I just love to chasing my children. I don't love that. Right. I always tell my children, I got to get on to them. It's your fault that I have to do this. I, I could have went the whole day without doing this. Right. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just telling you, my mom always used to say, it's going to hurt me worse than it hurts you. And I thought, I I think I'd like to try that and see if that's true or not. Amen. I just don't know if I believe all that. I don't know that it hurts you. Mama, I've been on this end. It don't feel good on this end. And I don't know that hurts you worse than it hurts me. Amen. But I do see what they say. When you got to get on to your youngins, you want them to do right. And it breaks your heart when you got to get on to them. But I tell you, the Lord, he, he, He deals with us not to hurt us. 
When God chastises you, it ain't to hurt you. It's to help you. It's to help you. It's to help you grow. It's to help you learn. It's to help you get closer to God. It's to help you get more in the Word of God, get more in the house of God. It's to help you try to witness more. I'm telling you, if we'll let God work in us through the chastening of His hand, He'll work in our lives, and He'll help us do something for Him. It'll profit us if we'll allow it. Verse 11 says, Now no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous. I was choking earlier saying that when you get a whooping, you don't turn around with joy in your heart saying, give me another one. You don't do that. When you're getting a whooping from God on the inside, you, you don't rejoice over that. It's not exciting at the moment. It, it doesn't, listen, at the moment it hurts. At the moment you feel like dirt. You feel low. You feel bad. But what the Bible says is this, but, but, but grievous, nevertheless, afterward, Ain't you glad there's an afterward? <laughs> it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. He said, man, what's going to happen is you're going to produce righteousness in your life. The more God chastens us, the more righteousness and holiness comes out of my life. Amen. Let me give you this. I'm done. I talked to you about compassion. We've talked about considering. We've talked about chastening. But boy, I, I've never seen this verse before in this way, but this is exactly what this verse, this verse is in the right spot. Praise God, every verse is in the right spot in this Bible. But listen to verse 12. Wherefore. So again, just like verse number one was wherefore, tied it into all of chapter 11. This wherefore in verse number 12 is tied it all into chastening, tied it all into considering Jesus, tied it all into the race men you're running. And in verse number 12, he says, Wherefore, lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. Listen, them hands that hang down is people that just don't have strength anymore. They did at one time have strength in their body. And they could have done just about anything and lifted about anything and, and moved anything with their hands and their arms. They could have done about anything with them. But over time, they've gotten weak and their hands have gotten weak. Then the Bible said to also the feeble knees, those who, uh, they can't run no more or walk no more. And they're having trouble now doing what they used to be able to do. Hey, you know what that Bible verse is saying is this. Uh, what it's saying is this, when those who's, who, who was running the race really hard at one time, and now their hands are weak and they're not running like they once were, and their knees are weak and they're not running like they once were. He's saying this, he said, lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. You know what's that mean? That means lift up the weak. Help the weak. Those who've had a hard time in the race. I said uh, we ought to have be, we, we ought to be refreshed by compassing the compassing, by the considering, by the chastising, but again by the continuing. Me and you are to continue to be somebody else's refreshment. If you've been encouraged and you've been refreshed and you felt like quitting in the past and you felt like just stopping all of it and throwing in your towel, then what you ought to do, if you've been encouraged and strengthened and you don't feel like that now, you ought to go by to a brother in Christ or a sister in Christ or somebody that you know that loves the Lord and that's just got weak and weary in the way and lift them up and help them go on. Amen. Listen, I'll tell you, independent Baptists, we, we are independent Baptists. But we have a bad reputation. Believe you come on piano. But I, I, honestly, I believe this. 
I don't believe it's just independent Baptists. I believe it's across every denomination I know of. People are real good at shoving people down when they're already weak. They're real good at putting their foot on them and shoving them on down a little bit further whenever they're weak. But this Bible tells me and you that, man, it's my job. I'm supposed to be a refreshment to some other people. I'm supposed to be a refreshment. If I see you struggling, and I know you're struggling, I ought to be, I ought to be on my knees praying for you daily until you get back in the race. And then pray God keep you in the race. If I see you're, you're struggling with trying to do your best, man, I ought to be pleading and helping. I ought to plead with God and I ought to help you any way I can to lift up your hands in a week and lift up your feeble knees and try to help any way I can. Listen, on the flip side, there's going to be some days in my life that I'm going to need one of y'all. There's going to be some days in my life when my hands are going to get weak and my knees are going to get feeble and I'm not going to run like I ought to be running. I'm going to need somebody hey, to say, Preacher, go on, amen. Everybody's going to need that in your life. Everybody needs somebody. I got Jesus and I know there's a lot of people that are lone rangers in this Christianity. They said, well, all I need is God. That's all I need is God. I don't need nobody else. just need God. No, you need God's people too. You just don't realize it. I need you. I need you. Well, you need one another. We need each other. We need each other. I, we need refreshment. If God's gave us all what I said, then let's, man, you continue it by being refreshment to each other in this church. Let's do our very best. Encourage everybody we can encourage. If you stand to your feet, eyes closed, head bowed. That's what God said to preach tonight. Not doubt in my mind about this tonight. Maybe you're sitting here, you're discouraged. You just been discouraged. Ain't nothing wrong with admitting you've been discouraged. Ain't nothing wrong with saying, Brother John, I'll be honest, I feel like throwing the towel in. I feel like quitting, just honestly. I'm just done. I just tired of it. Trying my best and everything's still going wrong. Trying to honor God and everything still ain't going right in my life. I tell you, just keep on, child of God. Keep on. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't stop now. God spoke to your hearts. You come on this altar, pray in your seat, whatever, whatever you feel like you need to do. But you do business with the Lord tonight. I want to ask you this. We got some around the altar, some praying in their seat. I want to ask you this. How many say, Brother John? I want to ask you this way. He said, Brother John, I'm going to be honest tonight. I'm not in the race. I've never been saved. I've never been forgiven. I don't know for sure heaven's my home, preacher. I don't know that. I want to know that, but I'm being honest with you. I have no idea. I don't know that I'd go to heaven if I died, but I want to know. I really want to know. Would you raise your hand right now so I can pray for you? Will you do that right now? He said, Preacher, nobody's looking at you. Nobody's watching you. But you say, preacher, I do not know where I'd go if I died. I don't know. Thank you again for tuning in to the Victory Bible Podcast. Hope you'll uh, check us out on Facebook and YouTube. where We've got a much more services that you can tune in and listen to. Maybe a blessing to you. And I hope you're having a great day. Hope the rest of your day goes great. Thank you for taking time to listen. May the Lord bless you.